guys, welcome to the Big Blue United Podcast. My name's TJ, I'm here with Dan and Colin as always. How are you guys doing tonight? I am Dandy. Yeah, I'm Danny. Are you Colony? <laughs> no, I'm Dandy, he's Danny, and you're... Colony. Yeah, I guess we're yeah. switching it up. You're you're like a, the subject of imperialism. Sure. I, I, I never felt like a more accurate description of myself has been uh, portrayed by another human. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. It. It's really yeah, it. Imperialist? Yeah. <laughs> well, he's a colony. He, he's the result of imperialism. Yeah. Colonial mm-hmm. yeah, imperialism. Makes, makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Well, you know, to some degree, I guess we all So are. this episode, um, we're not going to talk about the Giants at all. We're going to talk about colonial imperialism in, in the world. So We're delving into uh, geopolitical history <laughs> tonight. And that's that why you guys turned to... be a real dry one. <laughs> yeah. But we're still going to talk smack about yeah. Evan Ingram at some point. Oh, yeah. For Gary. all your geopolitical needs, go to the Pigskin Podcast Network for uh, deep history lessons about uh, Evan Ingram and his lineage. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah, like as Dan said, follow uh, Pigskin Podcast Network at PigskinPodNet on Twitter. Uh, please follow Big Blue United on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. If you guys want to reach us directly, you can shoot us an email at BigBlueUnitedPodcast at gmail.com. We just want to get right into the fun today. We had a, a trade, or BJ Hills traded, or sorry, BJ Hill in a conditional seventh round pick traded for Bengals interior lineman Billy Price. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on this, Colin? Uh, I I have no problem with it. I mean, BJ Hill, he was he had his first his rookie season was good. He, he had a, a couple of sacks. That was his best statistic year. I, uh, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was the be- his best and. He hasn't even sniffed at it since, so I don't mind having him leave, especially to get some offensive line depth. And this is a guy that um, came into the league as a first-round pick, and he had, he was highly touted and should have been good right off the bat, and he just kind of struggled, and, and he's still building. So, hey, maybe a change of scenery was what he needed, and I know that we need the depth, so bring it on. Yeah, I mean, I, again, like I, I thought B.J. Hill was going to pan out and be a nice rotational player uh for us but like sort of like a jay alfred is like was my like hope for him um but uh i don't know i I, all i can say about billy price though is is i remember doing my mock drafts whatever two or three years ago and and always trying to grab him in like the third round or something so based off like whatever statistics or college career he seemed pretty promising um i guess it didn't turn out that way as he struggled to get on the field with one of the worst offensive lines in the nfl but I, there's got to be some raw talent there. I'd rather take a shot in the dark on the offensive line than have um, BJ Hill sit on the, the roster and, and not really get any game time. And, and there's that rumor, right, that uh, he was going to be cut anyway. But I just want to highlight one thing. Um, this is brought up in a, a, a tweet from the godfather of Big Blue United, Ian, um, that after trading BJ Hill, uh, 50% of the Giants draft class from t- 2018 and 2019 aren't on the roster anymore. Yeah. So that's probably not good. I don't know what the league average is, but I'm sure you want to retain more <laughs> of your draft picks than 50% in, in a three-year period. Um, so we got that going for us. And, and another highlight, uh, Kim Jones tweeted that um, in the tr- when the Giants traded JPP, they got picks back from Tampa Bay, and those picks were BJ Hill and the fabled Kyle Luletta. Um, so Tampa Bay got JPP. We got bubkiss as as the boomers say <laughs> i i totally agree with with you guys and colin especially i just uh you know the defensive line is maybe the best unit if if you want to 
not considered the secondary the best unit. So to pull a guy who was, you know, I don't know if he was going to get caught, but he was a healthy scratch during that uh, the last Patriots game here. So I don't know if that's because they were planning on trading him or if he wasn't going to make the team. Judge said a lot of nice things about him, but basically that they weren't going to pay him even after the year. So if you're going to trade a guy from the best unit on your team to bring in a guy with a good pedigree from Ohio State to, uh, to the worst unit on your team, I think that's a positive. I mean, I'm always for kind of giving guys that were first-round picks who didn't really pan out a second shot. You know, that's why I kind of like the John, picking up John Ross this offseason, too. Like Colin said, I mean, he's been inconsistent. He's been injured. That being said, this line needs all the help it can get. I think, you know, a change of scenery, a change in coaching um, could all be positives for this guy. I, I'm, I'm glad the trade was done, I'm, and I'm glad that he's on the team. So, I mean, moving forward with that, I think, you know, I'm excited to just see if this bolsters an offensive line, if he can come in and maybe compete with Lemieux or whoever's backing up Lemieux while he's injured if he doesn't make it back in time. Um, speaking of the Patriots game, Dan, you actually went last night. Can you can you tell us what it's like to go to a football game? Because I don't remember. <laughs> I, I, I can try. Um, I, I mean, first about, like, the giant stadium experience. Um, you know, granted, it was a preseason game. I just got to talk about giant – State or MetLife Stadium. It, it it's just so strange. Like for a team that as a founding NFL team, a legendary club, um, that you know just is always about the history and tradition. Every time you walk in that stadium, I'm just it's like getting smacked in the face with like a lack of atmosphere or even like an attempt to create atmosphere. It it's everything is gray. It's like. It reminded me, I was looking around, and I was looking, I was like, this is like if in Madden there was like a build-your-own-stadium setting, and like you started, and you started to do it, but like after 20 minutes, you like gave up when you're trying to figure out like what, like how to like make the banners on like the wall look, and you're just like, now nah, I'm just going to play the game, I'm tired of, of building the stadium. Um, <laughs> it's just, there, there's, it's just, I mean, again, preseason, but they got to do something for some sort of atmosphere, um, you know, it reminds me of Yankee Stadium yeah. a lot. But yeah, Yankee I'm, Stadium I'm did a better home, job somehow. And it's yeah, not even good. Yeah, I mean, no. I love City Field yeah. the best in, in the sit in New York, Agreed. I feel like. It just has so much character to it. Even though, you know, they have the whole rotunda yeah. dedicated to a guy who never played for the yeah. team. But this, despite that, I, I love going to City Field. I love going to Mets games, even though I'm not a big baseball guy, but I would probably consider myself more of a Yankee I mean, fan. The way they like, like, okay, I know the Jets play there, and they can't like put too many permanent things. But it, it like, it's like they sent like, like HR interns out to like Party City like five hours before the game, or like get some blue stuff. We got to make this look like a team like plays here and has like a, a like a marketing campaign. It's just, I don't know. It it could be so much better. It, it's just I'm with you, man. It's not it's not Giant Stadium. Yeah. You know, there's so much better atmosphere there. I remember like walking up, you know, the the, the rotunda, the spiral yeah. thing, whatever you call it. You know, that- it, it, it disappoints me so much because the amount of money that it took to build it, and then that's what you get. And yeah, I mean, my seats are good, Dan. You enjoy them. You you hadn't been there in a couple of no, years. No, I was going to talk about that. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean that like that's that's a great part. But my my dad's biggest qualm with the change of stadium. And he still doesn't understand this. And I try to explain it to him in some backwards way to make him feel better. But the old seats were underneath the overhang. And there was a TV that was just right to, to your right, up top. And if it was awful weather, we weren't feeling it at all. The new seats are about 25 feet closer, but completely, you know, in the elements. Which, you know, I, I don't want to sound like a yeah. like I'm, I'm complaining. It's a bit of white wine. 
Well, yeah, but like, why? You get this big stadium. What YPPs? You, you got to you got to pay this this uh, personal seat license, and you get seats that aren't like they're good, they're great, but they're not as good somehow. It's it's so emblematic of the Giants organization. It's like here's something nice and brand new and shiny, but there's going to be a bunch of negativity surrounding it. So here, enjoy it. Yeah, it's a. Uh... It's just coming up short. Like, there's like an ideal, but no plan on how to execute or what it'd actually be like if they did. Um, but as for the game, I think, which yeah. was the original question, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm just lines, so negative on this team and, and it's bad. I, 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 I'd like to have some positive things to say. Positive things is for all that complaining Khan did, the, the, the seats that he have are incredible. You can see the size and speed of these players. You're up fairly close it's you know bottom bowl um somewhere in the middle depth um and it's great just to see you know pure athleticism and size but one of the things that's not great is you can't really see what's happening or like how far there's a a run or a pass you just see a lot of movement um and occasionally when guys break through it's it's jaw dropping um that being said for my lack of visibility i was still able to see how bad andrew thomas was um (laughs) I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that, but that that was that plainly uh, you know translated to awesome seats on the lower level. Uh, I going into into Andrew Thomas for a second. I, I forgot who said it. I saw it on Twitter. Um, it it might have been Ian actually. I, I'm not sure. Um, it it seemed that his mistakes. And, and take this with a grain of salt. His mistakes were the opposite. Actually, I think it was Bobby Skinner. Um, the mistakes were the opposite of his mistakes from last season, as if he was overcorrecting what was so bad about his play to the point where it was going in the other direction. So there's no in between. And like he's more patient, but it's almost like he's too patient. And he's losing his strength and any sort of suddenness and, and burst. So it's like. Uh, I agree, man. I feel like, you know, it looked like he sort of regressed from the end of the season last year where it sort of seemed like for and maybe not every game, but a few of the games we really started to put it together. I mean, it's not just him, but being, you know, the fourth overall pick, you were expecting, you know, him to kind of jump in last year and sort of fix this issue that's been glaring for so long that we never cease to talk about. But I mean, I, honestly, I'm glad we got into it because uh, the first thing I was to ask you guys about what your thoughts on the O-line were. So, I mean, if we want to look at the numbers, Jones was hit 11 times, sacked four times in the first half. That's pressure on 43% of his dropbacks. Solder and Pert were splitting time at the other tackle spot. I mean, Matt Judon was just back there consistently with some of the other lesser-known Patriots pass rushers. I mean, I wanted Matt Judon to be a giant so bad. I think he showed us last night why, why, we want, why I wanted that, you know, to Did be on he, this though, team. Like, I don't know. Dietrich Weiss was having it his way with them you know it's yeah like, no, i mean you know he didn't play that many snaps but yeah. like you know he's the big name guy so i'll mention his name i suppose but yeah the, the other guys were also you know back there making a lot of impacts um i mean to me the most i mean i mentioned this last week it's like why weren't the starting offensive line get any reps in the second preseason game against the browns it's like very obvious that they need it they're nowhere near where they need to be to start uh you know against the broncos with bradley chubb and you know presumably healthy von miller coming to town I think there's going to be a pretty difficult uh, area for them in pass protection. That being said, I think they did okay uh, run blocking. I mean, I don't think, you know, Booker had a great game, but Penny was there, you know, ripping off a couple good runs like he did against the Browns. Um, I mean... Our fullback. 
Yeah, I, I mean, sure. I mean, look, when Saquon comes back, it's going to be a different dynamic. So I'm, I don't think we need to say too much about the run game. But, you know, they're averaging six yards a carry this game, 6.5 yards against the Browns. So I think the run, run blocking might not fully be there, but it's better than the pass protection. That pass protection is atrocious. I, I think it's going to be a lot of trouble next week. Um, what other thoughts you guys have on this game? I mean, if we're going to talk about the offensive line, we should probably just like jump in and talk about Jones because – you know, his play is a lot really predicated on, on the offensive line play. So, Dan, what were your thoughts about Jones for this game? Yeah, I, just uh, offensive line. Andrew Thomas said he, he started yeah. slow. Um, I think that's, you know, maybe maybe an understatement there. I think he is credited with 1.5 sacks, but it was really two and, and another two or three QB rushes after that. Um, he did not look good. If you watch the clips, it, I don't know what he's doing with his feet. It's just... As they would say in high school football, Colin, I think you remember uh, Lost in the Sauce. Just lost in the sauce. Yeah, I still um, use that. Yeah, yeah, it's a great saying. Um, uh, yeah, so the game was was a battle of the Joneses, right? Um, and again, TJ and Colin, this is an inside joke for you two and probably like one percent of our listeners. But what do you do when you can't compete with the Joneses? Huh? I don't know. I usually just hammer my Jones if I can. Oh, I I think you gun them all down. Gun them all, even the father. Even the father. Um, yeah. I think. McCorkle Jones looked like easily the best Jones on the field. Like he's been doing it for much longer. I'm sure that has a lot to do with his offensive line <laughs> Wait, protection. Is, it, McCorkle? Is his actual first name? His name is 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 Mike McCorkle Jones. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> McCorkle. Um, yeah, that's good. I like that. We were surrounded by a lot of Patriot fans, and they were all very enthusiastic when Cam Newton got pulled and and, and McCorkle went in. Oh. Um, mm. hmm. You know. I saw a lot of Patriot fans in, in Julian Edelman and uh, Wes Welker and and uh, and Hogan jerseys. A lot of guys love those those specific wide receivers that are Patriot oh, fans. Oh, you mean the former lacrosse players turned wide yeah. receivers yeah. that inevitably, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. yeah. Chris Hogan, like yeah. what did he ever do? I get the other two guys. He plays professional <laughs> lacrosse now. So. Oh, he actually does? <laughs> yeah, he does, yeah. That's interesting. Um, not, not unsurprising. Anyway, uh, DJ didn't look great. Um, again, it's hard to evaluate him when the offensive line is so putrid, in my opinion. And on top of that, I, I will also say um, I had zero confidence in the offense, Jason Garrett seeming to run. I know preseason games are pretty vanilla, but it's like he's fallen in love with like these like jet sweeps or end arounds where like the whole offense is trying to set that up. It's like first play, let's run like a you know slant off tackle that gets tackled like you know half a yard in because we can't block anyone and like all right we'll follow it up with like a, a you know a short passing routes where we'll panic and just dump it off for another couple yards and then we'll hit them with the end around and maybe get a first down for like four yards um that's like the, the master plan here uh you know something that was very in vogue you know 10 years ago um is is what he's he's basing the offense on seemingly um well you know it's gonna unlock it the idea that? of of calling at least three to four receivers running five-yard curls all yeah. at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think with Elijah Penny breaking out in the preseason, you know, Garrett <laughs> likes the old-school <laughs> offense. They should run like a wing T. Yeah, you know, a wing T. Get some real mo- mo- pre-snap motion, some confusing right. run plays. Just you got to get the best the players ball. on the field, like Devontae <laughs> Booker and Elijah Penny and there you go. Corey Clement. Um, I don't know. You know, Allen Iverson was the answer. I think, I think Daniel Jones... Might not be the answer. It might be, I don't know, the wrong answer. Uh, Incorrect. 
Well, <laughs> Danny, switch Danny Dimes to incorrect. Dan, Danny incorrect Jones. <laughs> I, I do have to defend him on the interception. I know, I know, I know that that's hard to think because it was so very egregious. bad play call. It was a very well, bad play. Call. Yes, yes. Number one, yes. That I, I actually wasn't going to be my first point, but I, I agree with that. Number two, I watched the replay from a different angle, and it wasn't something that you could have like really thought of right in the in the play, but. Not to bring up our favorite tight end of all time, Evan Ingram, but an experienced receiver who is able to think on his feet and actually have awareness of what's going on around him. If he sat in the spot that was open, he would have caught that for an easy touchdown. Instead, he kept going. He didn't even know that there wasn't anyone around him, so he kept running towards the corner of the end zone. Are you trying but to say he's... that was it like an option route or he took the wrong option on that and he should have just stayed put <laughs> instead of going outside. Like, I mean, to me, I don't necessarily agree with that because it just looked like Jones just threw way behind him into five defenders. Like, but that's, no, no, that's, that's what I mean. You need to look at the replay again, because if Ingram's Ingram stopped, that's a touchdown. Whether but that's if, what, what he meant, I don't know. That, if that wasn't the route and then there was just a miscommunication. No, 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 between no, no, the no, two no, 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 that, that play was already broken down at that point. He was rolling out. And like that, it's like it's it's backyard stuff, schoolyard stuff. I, so sure, I, sure, you know. So I don't know. I, that's the only de- um, defending that I'll do. Um, however, you do have to say that the, the one touchdown was was really really. It was nice. It was it was put in the right spot. Great ball. Smith. Yeah. He did it. He did what he needed to do, and he's going to have to be depended on coming up because uh, you know we don't have uh, tight ends that are healthy really. So. Kyle, you said a more experienced receiver would have sat on that route. How, how many years has Evan Ingram been in the league? No, I, all right. So that, was, or that was a nice way of me saying someone with a brain who also catches the ball <laughs> for a living would okay. have sat in Thank that. you for clarifying. Yeah, 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 exactly. But I think you made a lot of good points. I just think, you know, I wasn't surprised at all from what I saw from Jones. He looked like I expected him to, where he there were moments where he made really good plays and there were moments where he made really awful choices. And that interception to me was an awful choice. It was a bad throw. Throw the ball away. I mean, maybe he took a shot because it was preseason. It doesn't matter. But to me, put your best foot forward. Live to see another down. You know, it, there was no point in doing that. I, I, I don't know. Like, he always has big issues with turnovers. And, you know, this particular play in the red zone didn't really instill any confidence in me that, you know, those issues are going to be cleaned up this year. Not Not really any of his play sort of convinced me that, he's a different player or that he has somehow going to flip his game around. I think Dan made a good point too, where it's hard to evaluate the O-line and also with a lot of the weapons out um, and with the injuries. I mean, I, I don't know about this guy. I really don't. I, ho- I hope he, he comes out and plays better against the Broncos, but it's hard to think that that might, you know, actually happen at this point from the body of work we're able to analyze. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a shame too because it's it's not wholly his fault. I mean, yeah, he could be that you know put the team on your back kind of situation, but I don't I don't think he's that guy. He's a guy that needs actual talent around him to thrive himself, and he doesn't have that, and he's stunted because of it. And it's just the same song and dance all over again. Yeah, I mean, I you know I I think what the answer was is you know to have drafted drafted Tristan Wirfs instead of. Uh... Andrew Thomas, and then maybe we could have had a better idea of what was going on. You know, I don't know. Or they could have, you know, not traded with the Bears this year and done the right thing. 
man, I, you know, I know I sent you guys that Justin Fields clip. That one pass was just like, I'm like, wow, that is just a beautiful throw. Not to say Danny Dimes doesn't make beautiful throws out sometimes, but yeah, Some... <laughs> Justin Fields is looking really good in that, in the preseason. I mean, I hope he sucks so that the bears lose all their games and we have a really high, another high draft pick next year, but yeah. But, and to do what with Davey, Davey's going to do what with it? I can't oh imagine a scenario where the Giants don't make the playoffs this year where Gettleman comes back. Oh, I can. Just, yeah. I mean, I, I, know, I know we all don't have a ton of faith in, in John Mara, but, you know, like he said, he, he's looking for wins this year, guys. Oh. It's getting, oh. getting serious. It's getting serious. Good idea. I, also, Gettleman is, is somehow a mastermind again by – all the like the moves and players he's acquired of any consequence just didn't play at all in the preseason, so no one's able to see what they're going to able to do. Like Kenny Galladay and Tony and Dory Jackson and Kyle Rudolph and you know probably like three or four other guys. I, mean, I can't remember. Um, just we have no idea. They're just going to appear and then like and then they're going to have like four games to like shake off the rust to start the season and then you know whatever happens happens. But it's just uh, do so do we scary. have to do we have to worry about uh, Kadarius Tony's head being really cold. <laughs> <laughs> it seems that way. It seems like he's just very chilly. I don't know. Just he doesn't have shaved head, right? He's got some dreads. Oh something. yeah, is it a hair thing? Like, I mean, he he he's it's a southern boy, no? Maybe it just keeps keeps your dreads comfy under your helmet. I couldn't imagine having like hair like that would be comfortable wearing a helmet, right? I guess that can't, you know what? That's a be. very good point. It's gotta hurt. Yeah. Because you know? I mean, it's it's wild. It's like you know they're they're doing these ninety degree practices, and here he is with a like a winter uh, athletic hat on, and it's like oh, all right. I mean, do you? I'm I more guess. worried about him maybe like playing ever, no. not no, having no. these weird storylines about cleats and COVID <laughs> and whatever. I mean, who's going to run Jason God. Garrett's jet sweeps? You know, that's basically <laughs> why he was drafted. The horror. Um, if, if we want to talk about some good stuff, uh, what we can talk about the defense, who I thought, you know, looked good. Four sacks, solid coverage. Uh, Blake had a great pick that was yeah. awesome to steal yeah. the ball right away. Love also it. graded 91.7 by PFF, which is best grade of the team, super solid. Um, other guys I thought, like Austin Johnson, played really well, which is why I think they were okay to get yeah. to move on from yeah. BJ Hill because Austin Johnson really stepped up. Julian Love looked like he really stepped up. He's not even going to be a starter. Um you know, that's great. There's really a lot of depth yeah. on this on this defense. I think they're going to be really good. Also, I want to mention Rodarius Williams, who led the Giants in tackles this whole preseason and has really looked like that kind of aggressive press cover man guy that Love it. Patrick Graham really, really wants in the in this team. Um, yeah. What are you guys' thoughts on the defense? I mean, I have one more thing to say, but why don't you let me say something nice before I say something mean again, Colin? Uh, well, I was kind of, it's, it's funny. It's going to go from a negative to a positive. I thought, uh, to begin the game that it, it was kind of a letdown. They looked a little loose and just, uh, you know, they, they, they didn't have it locked down for the first couple of drives. Or they started first couple of plays. Nobody had any reps. That's why no one's had well, any reps in a real scenario. Well, that's true. And yeah. so, yeah, it took them a couple of, uh, what do you call them? It, it was not drives, mini drives for them to figure it out. And they held him to the field goal on that first drive. So I was like, oh, okay, that was a good recovery. And I like that because that's got to, that kind of mentality has got to stick with them the entire season because there's going to be times where they're going to be tired because this offense is not going to let them take rests. So 
they got to figure it out and, and figure out how to pace themselves because I, I don't know how, otherwise how they're going to you know stay consistent. But listen, Dalvin, man, I think is the thing on the run yeah. too. I, th- yeah. I think that has a little bit to do with it, but yeah, I mean, they looked a little loosey goosey on their on their run defense. Um, I don't think that's something they can't tighten up. And yeah. I, you know, I think once Blake kind of shakes a little more of the rust off, man, he's gonna be all over the place. Like he he's is so usually. fun to watch. I, when was the last time we, we like? I mean, Antonio Pierce aside, which we did love him, and you can think back with uh, blue rose colored glasses on his career. But you know, the favorite part about him was jumping on the pile after the play was over, and yeah. a lot of times like him he, just. He's he, more of a high IQ guy. He he didn't really wasn't as physically gifted as like a guy. That Blake is more of a can get sideline to sideline. I feel like you know, yeah, Antonio was just a good middle linebacker because he he was smart and yeah. he set up the defense for success. He watched a lot of film. You know, great player. I don't want to detract anything from him. No, opinion. no, of course not. Of course not. I'm I'm just trying to think. Last time we had a player quite like Blake. I mean, at middle linebacker. I mean, that that season, Mr. Like Nichols. A, nah, oh, I'm thinking God. like Je- like. Je- <laughs> Jesse Armstead at his at his peak in the '90s was probably the last time. Yeah, um, you know those weren't on good teams, unfortunately. But uh, neither of these. So, uh, yeah. you know. the U. Yeah. <laughs> he won the they won the national championship that year. I met a guy on his team. He came into the beer store. Oh yeah, and showed me his ring. Cool. That's sick. I was like, that's pretty. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I can only imagine what you're getting into. Being on the Miami Miami University football team in the nineties, probably a, a little bit of a little bit of uh, maybe questionable behavior going on. I yeah, imagine. <laughs> they must be so grateful they don't have, they didn't have the internet or like Facebook oh, back God, then. Yeah. My God, oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I will say that Colin Seats really uh, made an imprint on how just enormous Dexter Lawrence is. Yeah, he is, and a wall of a human. It's incredible. I think he's. The only player I have any love towards on the entire. Roster. Well, he he uh, he's the sexiest Dexy that I know out there. He had a nice. Did you see that 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 movie he had? Uh, he had like a sack move. Oh, I, I missed the sack move. Oh was yeah, it? it was very sensual uh, celebration. Yeah, was it? Uh... I don't know. He's just like sort of flowing with himself. Oh, he was he was yeah. feeling himself. I, I he wasn't like you know spiritually feeling himself. He wasn't actually touching himself. He's just <laughs> rolling those hips. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. It's nice to see uh, a big man flow like that, you know? Yeah, I'm for it. Uh, I wanted to ask you guys, because, again, uh, from my vantage point, it's hard to make out numbers a lot of the time. I'm sure Colin can agree. Um, I really wanted to see what um, uh, what Aziz Ojale and, and um, the, the other outside, Lorenzo Carter. I want to see what Lorenzo Carter did. I, I You know, the box score doesn't really tell me much, but did, did they pop at all? Did they look good? Yeah, uh, Carter had – he had a sack, didn't he? He had a sack. I kind of thought it was a covered sack, but nonetheless, yeah. he had a sack, yeah. All right. That's cool. I'm just Which trying to good. see the snap counts here. Uh... Yeah, one thing, to talk about the defense, the second half, it fell off as soon as they were <laughs> – Yeah, there was, dude. Oh, it was bad. <laughs> Holy moly. Like... Oh, yeah, Luzerari only played 19 snaps, so I don't know how yeah. much we really saw if he made an impact. Again, you know, being a rookie, like, you know, this is yeah. probably his, really his first reps in a, in a game against <laughs> starters, you know. Getting some more reps. I mean, I, you can't expect uh, second and thirds to do much, but they looked like like the defense would have been better off if nobody was out there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know what? It's funny, like, they've... They've tried to keep people out of the out of these games and limit their reps. To, I mean, I would imagine to keep the injuries low. And then the Giants have a million injuries. I mean, you know, like yeah. especially all the weapons. So there's no O line. 
there's no, you know, who are we missing? Barkley, Galladay, Tony, John Ross. Slane and Ingram both got hurt. Whether or not Ingram being, being not playing is like a positive or a negative, I don't know. But uh, probably I don't know. more the former than the latter. Um, I do want to ask you guys, like, if, if, not, if these guys don't show up or are not able to play week one against the Broncos, like, is this offense, like, markably worse than they were last year? Like, at 31st overall, Colin? Uh, I mean, it sure seems like it. Well, definitely not any better. No, no, yeah. definitely not better. Definitely not better at all. However, I, the one thing I do have to say, and you, you sort of touched on it before, TJ. Even some You're of missing the, Golden the, Tate. Oh, yeah, right. No, yeah. we're not. I have a Golden Tate theory. Oh, all right, go ahead. I think I think uh, Golden Tate was, uh, you know, they drafted him not really for his on-the-field presence. As we know, that's not really that important to this regime. It's really what kind of locker room guy is. And I feel like he would have really been in the air of Darius Slayton when he's making those drops and sort of in his head. I think he elevated Slayton. He's like a booster. Like if, if Darius Slayton's like an 80 on Madden ranking, you know, with Golden Tate on the squad, it boosts him to like an 85. Um, so I, I think we're missing Golden Tate, and I think that's probably what you're, you're well, angling towards. The right jokes. Here. The jokes write themselves here, I think. Yeah. Makes a lot um, of sense. Uh... He's a good dude, Golden Tate. <laughs> So what I was going to say, Odell Beckham, that's for sure. Well, oh, oh yeah. God, yeah. Let's let's keep talking about him. And his um, wife never likes to talk any smack either. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, the one thing you did touch on this a little bit, TJ, but I, I noticed it more, and it, it might be one of the better uh, positives of the offense in general, and you know what it will end up helping out I, it'll be to be seen but the run blocking is fairly decent and that might be better than it was last year if you're going to think anything and that's even with a couple of second string guys in there so i don't know uh i, I felt like you know as much as booker's being overpaid and all that kind of stuff the one thing you can say about him as a backup is he was falling forward constantly he, i i didn't see him really lose any yards and that Honestly, in an offense like this, that's all you can ask for. Um, I, I don't think we have much to worry about in the running back room, uh, per se. I, I don't think it's the least of our, our problems with everything. Sorry, Ian, I know you may I hate think to, uh, I hate to interrupt you with, with this stat, but Devontae Booker had seven carries for 14, 14 yards. yards. Average two yards a carry. But he was no fo- Elijah Penny averaging 8.8 yards a carry, so... All I'm saying he had one catch for three yards. Though. I think Corey Clement should be the second anyway. He had a better camp. I think he has more upside too. Although uh, there were a couple of, especially later in the game, to you know whatever whatever you want to take out of it, uh, Gary Brightwell didn't look awful, especially he catching the ball. A, you know, yeah, actually that's weird to me too because I don't think anyone really talked about his pass catching ability, but he has had a few. Uh, you know, uh, catches in the last two games. So well, it, it was uh, it was a, a converted wide receiver in college. They were t- uh, saying. Uh, I guess I yeah. just didn't do my enough research on the sixth round running back pick. I Bad. didn't think he was going to do much, <laughs> and then he was out there, and I'm like, all right, he's got a yeah. couple of first downs. He, a couple Three catches, of, uh, twenty yards. Yeah, I mean, it's not bad for limited action. I mean, that's really the round you should be drafting running backs. I mean, I would just pick up uh, a guy in undrafted free agent if you're going to pick him up that late, but you know. Yeah. What do I know? I'm not. I'm not a scout. I'm not a GM. I'm just a fan, and I bow to the greatness of, of the Dave Dave Gettleman's <laughs> of the world, who know far more than I do about any of these things. He so. knows more about football in his pinky than you'll ever know. That's oh, right. Yeah. That's right. I don't, uh, I don't know anything. Really and truly, 
little special teams uh, segue here. Um, it, it wasn't too much of, a, of an, a, a, an expose, but uh, Riley Dixon had a couple of good punts, especially the one on the uh, on the yeah. one or two yard line or whatever. That was good, and the coverage was good on it too. So. He was pumped about it. Yeah, was I was pumped yeah. about it. I'm so, always yeah. pumped by good punting. Yeah. Pumped by punts. Yeah, I mean, um, I was upset to see Gano miss the what was it the field goal because he only missed one last year. Yeah. So I mean, you know, were they were they giving him reps or were they like letting you know like some random fan kick uh, the field goals in the last two preseason games? Did he actually get to kick the ball? I don't. He I don't missed know. one. He missed one. <laughs> no, I know. I, I'm I'm joking because they're no. not giving oh. you the starting guys reps. <laughs> so no. saying they're just true, having true, the, yeah. somebody random come do it. Yeah. They let that guy, that that fringe bubble guy, that was playing offense and defense last last week. Uh, Matt Cole, oh, Matt, Matt Cole, yeah, yeah, yeah Matt Cole's doing it. I think CJ Board, if if he ends up making the team, is going to be nice. He's making the team. Kick returner, yeah, he, he's yeah, making the he team. Should. He's the kick returner. Does, I mean, does his name make you guys laugh? Is that yes. like a funny name to you? I don't it, like it. It's just like a funny name. <laughs> it's like a, a computer generated name for like, a I, like he, he could have been he could have been TJ Plank. It would have been the same thing. <laughs> I like to call myself TJ Board when I'm watching the Giants offense play. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I think I think that's how we end the pot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good night, folks. I really wanted to I, I mean, I know that we have a week before the Giants play the Broncos, but I kinda wanted to just talk about that real quick and then maybe next week we can do more of a fully encompassing sort of season preview. But uh, I think this is actually going to be a good matchup. It, like last year, the Broncos were, let me see, 5-11. and 11. They were last place in the AFC West. So similar records. Um, they are bringing back Von Miller, who had a season-ending injury in week one. Upgraded a QB with Teddy Bridgewater. I, they have, I've, I've looked into their preseason. They have not been playing well. They have especially struggled on special teams. So, I mean... I think the Giants actually have a good shot here because it's it's actually a good way to break into the the, the first game of the season, not playing you know a division game or someone who you know has had a lot of success last year. What are you guys thoughts on this game? Do you think the Giants have a shot to kind of take over the game at all? Um, well, if that wet blanket former first uh, head coach of ours is is still out there doing the quarterback, so the offensive uh, coordinating, then I think we certainly have a shot. Mr. Pat Shermer, um, I, that alone. I mean, uh, Teddy Bridgewater. I, I want him to do well. I like him. I mean, it's it's tough, but same. Uh, you know, I, I don't. They seem to be right in the same boat. So I, it, it's going to be either. It's going to be like a like a five to three score line. Mm. <laughs> so predictable. I love it. That's that's my score. That that'll that'll be my. Uh, my well, we, I, we I'm getting ahead of it. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. I don't know. I think Teddy Bridgewater always sort of reminded me of like a like a Chad Pennington type quarterback. Yeah. Um, I, they have like their skill position, especially their wide receivers, are really really good. Um, if if they can get Cortland Sutton and Sutton and Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler all on the field, um, you know that's a strength against strength for this matchup. But, um, you know, it's going to be tough uh, for the defense. And if the defense is on the field forever, like we assume they will be. Um, I think, you know, they, the Broncos have an advantage there. Um, and, you know, Von Miller a, a, against, you know, whoever we have <laughs> blocking, Bradley Chubb. 
Jones is going to have a rough day, which is why <laughs> yeah. I, I really think that they need to – Saquon. if they want to win this game, Saquon is going to have to play. He's going to have to come back and have a good game. If we look at the Broncos last year, they were giving up 130 yards a game on the ground, which was 25th in the league. Wow. They, their, their passing defense was much better than that. They were upper half in the league. And they added Cal Fuller, Ronald Darby, Patrick Sertain with the ninth overall pick. So they're, I was looking at their free agent acquisitions. It doesn't look like they've done a lot for their front seven other than Von Miller coming back, which is huge for their pass rush. I don't know. Von Miller is not really necessarily like a great run defender. Not that he doesn't do it. He can do it all. But that's not really what but what's special, he going to do? Is. Yeah. And he's well, still... what I'm saying, I want to say the Giants, if the Giants run the ball and stick to the run and stick to the game plan and, and rip off some yards, set up some play action passing, I think that the offense can maybe put up two touchdowns. And if the defense so... can play as well as we think they can, I think that the Giants can win. I really yeah, could. Yeah, they that's could. that's it. So if Jason Garrett comes up with an actually good game plan, we might have a chance is, is what we're saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Broncos' offense is. Not, I mean, like you said, they have good talent on the wide receiver positions, and and Sutton coming back this year is a huge for them. And Judy, you know, in his second year, I'm sure is going to you know take the leap. You know, Bridgewater's Bridgewater. He's not spectacular as you guys were saying. I don't see how like you know why the defense couldn't really like you know shut these guys down. I, I don't see why they couldn't. We have all the cornerback depth in the world to shut down three wide receivers, and you know if the coverage is good, then they can hopefully get some sacks. Yeah, let's just watch Andrew Thomas's feet versus Von Miller's feet and see how that goes. <laughs> yeah, <'Cause>... well, <laughs> well, guys, like I said, you got to take him out of the game. I mean, they're gonna have take to take Andrew Thomas out of the game. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> well, we we have it. We have a um, we have a secret weapon. I'll I'll be there. I'll be there at that game. Are you gonna? Be oh, the game? right. Yeah, I'll be there. Are you gonna pump up the guys? No, I think I might have to play. <laughs> I hope I, you get in there. Left I, tackle. Yeah, I, I mean, if I could do it. 5'11", 170 pounds, you're going to crush it. Wow. You think I'm 170 pounds? Nice. No. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just guessing. I don't think, I don't think you're 5'11", either. But. Uh, 5'10 and a half and 180 on a good day. So yeah, okay, that's okay. that's good enough. I think that's better than a lot of a lot of uh, linemen we have out there. You carry it into your ass. So. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. All, it's, it's bottom bottom weight. Bottom heavy. Well, that's what you need when you're playing tackles. you got to have those uh, you know heavy thighs, quick feet. Yeah, you gotta be a belly boy. Oh, we're, here we go again. Let's yeah, right, yeah. Let's move on from the, the bellies and the whatever else, the hogs and the get away. Oh from yeah, this. we haven't we haven't talked about actually. We should retire hogs at this point. When when Gettleman's gone, I'm never gonna say hog again. Yeah. In life, no. And if I yeah, if I meet like if one of you guys has a daughter and names her Molly, I'm just not gonna call her that. Yeah, call her something else. Oh, so if you call her a hog Molly, otherwise that wouldn't be very nice. No, just 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 the retiring both phrases, yeah, right? both words, All right. especially the together, lexicon. never together, yeah. never yeah. together again. <laughs> um, so, I, Colin, you already shared your score. Would you like to amend that, or it's a five five three? <laughs> no, Who's five, winning three. though? Five Who's three winning? loss. Oh wow, okay, Giants lose. Giants lose. Dan, uh, twenty four to twelve, Broncos. I'm gonna go fourteen thirteen Giants. Sucks. <laughs> Come on, we're gonna do it this year. This year is gonna be, we're because because we're not gonna go six and ten because I have a bold prediction, seven and ten. Nice, nice. <laughs> I, I like how we're doing our our, our um, uh, predictions two weeks ahead of time too. Oh yeah, no one's gonna know, listen to next week now. We needed we needed we needed some meat in this episode. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> you know, preseason. I mean, we can sit here and joke around all we want. It's preseason is. Not the most exciting time to be hosting a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Practice? Talking about practice? 
I don't like. I don't do it. Never have. <laughs> I just expected everything born this way. good to happen to me without me having to put any effort into it. Yeah, I agree. It's the American way. <laughs> way to be. With that being said, thank you guys for listening tonight. Please follow uh, the Pigskin Podcast Network at the Pigskin Pod Net. People United on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we will be back next week to talk about all things in the upcoming season. And I'm going to, you know, I know I said 7 and 10. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll amend that. To just, just so, you know, keep you guys Asterisk. guessing. Keep you guessing. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Have a, have a good night. Thanks for listening. Good night. Like the pod. Really and truly. Really and truly. Really and truly.